And welcome back to Kidmin Talk. It is getting to be the end of the year. You're starting to wind down. You're starting to relax. And that's exactly what you should not be doing. Because that's what your volunteers are thinking about. They're thinking it's time to end the year. It's time to maybe quit. And you don't want them to quit. You want them to re-up for next year. It is time to start thinking about retaining those volunteers and getting to sign back up for next year. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Not recruiting, but how to retain your volunteers. This is a critical time of the year. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Today's podcast is sponsored by Kingstone Comics collection and I'm going to tell you about some awesome comic books that you want to make available to your kids and maybe even an awesome summer reading program. So sit back, relax, not too much if you're driving when listening because it's time to talk Kidman. Well, hello, this is your friendly neighborhood host, Carl Bastian, a.k.a. The Kidologist, coming to you from Kidology.org. And yes, this is the 68th podcast, and I am delighted to be able to spend a little time with you. You know, summer is coming. You're probably thinking about getting away from ministry to get some time to just chill out and relax. And guess what? That's exactly what your volunteers are thinking about, too. They're thinking it's the final stretch. The school year is ending, and they're trying to think about how they might gently bring up that it's time, you know, the Lord's laid it on their heart. They've had a great year, and it's been wonderful and all. But, you know, God's really laid it on them that it's time for them to do something different. Oh, no, what are you going to do? You're going to lose some great volunteers. You know, recruiting is a huge part of of the children's ministry, and you need to be thinking about the fall, not just the summer. I know you're buried. you got to start thinking about vacation Bible school and sports camps and drama camp and all these things that you've got coming for the, for the summer, and yet the fall is coming, and that's why we've got the recruiting zone. i got to get on Kidology, check out the recruiting zone, filled with tons of great ideas. I did a podcast a while ago called The Recruiting Game Plan. Listen to that podcast, loaded with great ideas on recruiting. But today I want to talk about not recruiting, but retaining. Because the more volunteers you can retain the less volunteers you actually have to recruit. So that's what we're going to talk about. But before we dive into that, I just want to take about a minute to encourage you to check out something brand new we've got on Kidology that I discovered at the Children's Pastors Conference um, just in the last few months. And it's a new vendor we've got on Kidology, and it's called Kingstone Comics. And you can go on there, and there's a ton of comics that we've now added, and you can buy them onesie, twosie, and individual and you can spend a lot of time looking at all the different ones. But I've linked the the only one you actually need to look at, and that is the full collection. And it's just about 80 bucks. There's a discount if you're a Kidology member. And I would encourage you to just get the whole collection. It's 20 comics. Put them in the back of your kids' church room this summer and do a library checkout system with your kids. Kids need to keep reading over the summer. That's so important. You know, your teachers are going to be sending home stuff telling you to keep your kids reading during the summer. But, you know, kids don't want to read. It's summer. They want to play. They want to set up lemonade stands. They want to play baseball. But you got to keep them reading. Well, 
Comics are fun. The kids don't even know they're reading. They're just having fun. And so here's a way to keep your kids reading some great stories about Elijah and Moses and the martyrs and Jonah and David. There's also some that are about 101 great questions. Um, four volumes about Jesus, all right? And so even Revelation's covered, all right? And so kids can be reading these great stories about Samson and Esther. And as they're reading these great comics that are incredibly illustrated graphic novels, um, they will be reading, but they'll be learning about the Bible in kind of a new and exciting way. And we've, we've got Pilgrim's Progress. I mean, there, there's there's a whole bunch of neat comics that they can be um, just checking them out and turning them in. You can do some points and uh, you can have a contest. You can get creative, but I just want to encourage you to check out um, that complete library and, uh, and make that a part of your summer this year. And so I've linked it in the show notes. You can also just go to Kidology. You can always check on the store and view by vendor, and you can just go right down to Kingstone Comics and check that out. It's just absolutely awesome. And I want to make sure you know about that before the summer gets here so you have time to order it and get those in the mail and get those in the back of your kids' church room. Come up with some creative ideas. Brainstorm with your team on a way you can get kids reading Bible comics over the summer. If you've got a big church, you might have to order a couple of those sets, but it could be a lot of fun and uh, be something really neat. And a lot of families can't afford to spend a lot of money on these comics, but if the church does it and has a checkout system, then um, it would be a really neat thing to do. So you want to check that out. So let's get back to talking about how do you retain volunteers? How can you keep them? Well, you know I love acronyms, right? In fact, I love acronyms so much. You've heard me say, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, that I have an acronym for acronyms, right? It's a crazy riddle of nuggets that yields meaning, right? And I've made up all kinds of acronyms. You know, when I was a kid, I drove a, a Corvair, and I, I told all my friends it stood for a completely outrageous racing vehicle after innumerous repairs, right? And everyone knows Ford is found on road dead or fix or repair daily, you know, and uh, there's all kinds of them. Fiat, fix it again today. BMWs break my windows. I mean, there's all kinds of acronyms. We love them. You know, Windows stands for will installed needless data on whole system. And just to be fair, Macintoshes, most applications crash if not the operating system hangs. And we all know both of those are true. All right. So um, acronyms are great. And so I, I came up with an acronym for um, retaining volunteers. And it's simply um, something to hang on to give us something to remember. So for the word retain, I've come up with something for each of those letters. And I want you, if you're not driving your car, or riding your bike or your, your unicycle, or you're not hang gliding um, and listening to this podcast, to, to get a pad of paper and a pen, even if you have to pause me and, and do without the joy of listening to my voice for a moment, to um, to, to be able to write some things down and to get creative because you have got to keep those volunteers. Now, I understand you might be giving them the summer off or something, and that's great, but you have got to get serious about keeping volunteers. And if you lose some volunteers and you're discouraged about that, then you've got to be able to say, all right, what can I do better next year to not lose some of these great volunteers that I had last year? Because part of leadership is learning and moving forward and not licking your wounds um, but just you know, forgetting what is behind uh, and focusing on what is ahead. I, I think that uh, 
Some famous guy said that. I think it's in the Bible somewhere. Okay? So for the R, and this is the most important one I love that retains starts with the letter R, and that is relationship, right? You retain your volunteers by relationship, all right? Relationship is the greatest glue in ministry, all right? When volunteers feel like they're just doing a job, just doing their duty, um, responding to, you know, a crying person who stood up in front and said, oh my goodness, it's terrible, we need someone for the children. I mean, you can get some people um, to come and help out, and uh, but it, it ain't gonna last long. But volunteers are so far less likely to quit when they have a relationship with you and with those who they serve with. So you need to take some time, you need to brainstorm, how can I foster relationships with the volunteers, whether that's having birthday parties, whether that's, you know, I used to take my volunteers mini golf. I used to have barbecues at my house. I used to take them all out to restaurants on Sunday afternoon and pack a Culver's, all right? I mean, it's going to be different for you than, than, it, than it was for me. But what you're going to do is you're going to say, how do I form relationships with these people? Whether it's going out to Starbucks, all right? Whether it's putting on the application what their favorite candy bar and favorite uh, beverages and getting that for them on their birthday. But you're going to form relationships because people don't like letting their friends down. They don't, they don't actually mind letting a pastor down or a director down or some supervisor down, right? It's, I mean, even in the business world, if, if people will stick with a stinky job if the friends work at the same stinky business, all right? Um, you know, because, you know, they, they just there's a camaraderie of, you know, we all hate our jobs, but we're all friends here, all right? Well, the same can be true at church. I mean, they'll all work in that smelly nursery with all those stinky diapers, changing all those crying babies, because, you know, there's just a camaraderie that we're all doing this and we're all friends. Now, hopefully that doesn't describe your nursery. But the principle applies. When there's relationship People stick around. And so when you hang around and you're friends and you go out for coffee, and so I'm not going to belabor the point, but you've got to form relationships with these people. They've got to become your friends. So that's the R. Let's move on to the E. The E is encouragement. And you would think that this would be obvious, but it isn't. I've been a volunteer for several years now since I left full-time pastoral ministry to, to work with Kidology full-time. And I've been amazed in the roles that I've been in in different churches where there was very little encouragement. You need to constantly be encouraging your volunteers. You need to compliment them for a job well done. You need, you need to thank them for the things they do. You need to cheer them on. And not only while they're serving, but you need to do it during the week you just with a, a phone call call or an email, uh, drop them a, a thank you note in the mail. You, you can even post on their Facebook page, hey, you did a great job last night. Let them know that they're needed and they're appreciated. You know, that annual appreciation dinner, that doesn't cut it, right? Half of them don't come to it anyway. And they're probably the ones that need the appreciation, right? The ones that show for the appreciation dinner, you know, probably are your diehards like you that would come if they were never appreciated, right? It's the, the ones that don't show up that probably aren't feeling appreciated, all right? The T, I've got a couple of T's for you. It's training, it's tips, it's tools, all right? Volunteers often quit because they don't feel adequate to the job. I mean, they feel like, and you, and you won't agree with them, but they feel like they're not doing a good job. They feel like they're letting you down. They feel like they're letting the kids down. And if they were to express this to you, you'd be like, 
No, you're not. You're doing great. And, but, but they don't feel like it. And so you've got to make sure that you do orientation. You don't just throw them off the deep end and sink or swim. You've got to give them tips along the way. And a lot of times you feel like they're not open to suggestive um, criticism, uh, constructive criticism, or suggestions of how they could do a job better. Volunteers love that. They crave that. They don't mind you coming along and saying, hey, I saw you do this, and that was great. You know, One way that might make this work better is if if you did it this way, or one thing I found that, that works good is, you know, I've tried this. They love that. They actually do. People want direction. They want suggestions because they want to do a better job. It, of course, you need to be do it in a loving way, in a gentle way. You need to do it kind of open-handed and you need to do it gentle. But they like that. And you need to give them the tools that they need to succeed. There's nothing more frustrating than to, to not have the right tools. And I'm going to get to that into another point. But you need to give them training. You need to give them tips. You need to give them tools. You need to offer you know, training events. They won't all go, but you need to have those. Sometimes you know, they'll make an excuse that, well, you know, they didn't offer me any training. Even if they don't go, the fact that you offered them is important. Uh, giving them literature, just you know, handing out some helpful things, um, video training, which we have available on Kidology, anything that will help them succeed and improve. And when people feel like they're improving and they're getting better at their job, why are they going to quit? Because they say, man, I'm getting really good at this. You know, I think I'll do even better next year. The A is a very important one, all right? That's our next letter, asking, all right? Volunteers do not volunteer information. You know, they don't want to bother you. They think you're busy. They know you're so much better at this than they are. It may not be true, but but it's a perception because you're the pro. And I'm not talking about whether you're a paid or a volunteer leader. You're the pro, okay? And so you need to ask them. You need to ask them, hey, how's it going? All right? Uh, you need to ask them, is there anything that I can do to, to, to make your job easier? Hey, how are the kids doing it? How, how are they liking this curriculum? How, how are they liking these games? All right? How, how, how is your week? You know, some of these volunteers come, they, they were not going to show up. They just had a terrible day at work. They just got in a huge fight with their spouse. They're probably not going to tell you that, but they, they might say, yeah, today was a rough day. You need to ask them. They need to know that you care. You need to ask them, hey, do, do you need anything? Is there any equipment that you need? You need to be asking your volunteers questions because they are not going to volunteer that to you. All right, They don't want to bother you. So if there's some reason that your volunteers are going to quit, they are not going to tell you. And kind of like the politicians who are never honest about why they leave out of office. I mean, usually you kind of know there's some scandal or something. What do the politicians always say? Well, you know, um, I want to spend more time with my family. Now, that's probably true 2% of the time, right? They, they had some moral failure. They got some financial difficulty. They, they were just lousy at the job. Whatever it was, they want to spend more time with their family. Well, they probably will get to spend more time with the family, and that's probably a good thing. But they're not honest about it. Well, volunteers do the same thing, unfortunately. They say, you know, I want to spend more time with the family. You know, work's gotten really busy with for me. You know, I've taken on too much. And, and I'm not saying they're lying. The reasons they give you are, are truthful. So it's not that they're being dishonest, but they're they're not going to tell you, you know, I was really frustrated, I didn't have the right tools, I didn't feel appreciated. They're not going to give you the reasons that would have kept them on. So if you want to know the reasons that would have kept them on, you've, you've got to ask those things. So you've got to be asking, 
toward this end of the year season, hey, is there something we could do different next year to make your job better? Is there some equipment we could give you? Is there some training we could give you? Um, could you use a, a, an assistant? Could you use more help? You need to ask those questions because if you ask, they'll tell you. You know, they'll, they'll be like, wow, they actually care about my experience. Well, they actually want to make my job easier. There may be something that they're thinking, well, if they would do this, I would do this again. If they would provide this, I would do this again. I would do this next year if. Well, you got to find out what that if is. Because if you don't know what that if is, you're not going to have them next year. And so if you want to retain a volunteer, you got to ask what that if is. Otherwise, you're not going to have them next year. It's very critical. All right, the I is investing. You need to invest in your volunteers. You need to get your volunteers what they need. Frustrated volunteers who have to work with broken equipment, they got to bring stuff from home and then it gets abused or, or stolen or maybe it never gets, actually gets stolen, but they're nervous the whole time. Or they have to just do without the, the tools they need. They end up feeling like you know they're just not valued. Or the job they're, they're doing is not valued. And no one wants to be a part of something that's not important. I mean, they, they know they, they've got work to do at home. Or they could be in the, the adult service. Or they could be volunteering in another area that seems more important. And so you need to invest in them. You need to invest in their ministry so that they realize, hey, what they're doing is important. And there's lots of ways to invest. There's investing in equipment. There's investing in, you know, getting them cool t-shirts. There's investing in supplies. If they've got to work with little broken crayons and you can't even buy crayons for the kids or paper for the kids or posters for the rooms, they just need to see there's value attributed to what they're doing. Otherwise, why bother volunteering here? And here's the last one, noticing. If you want someone to continue in a role, you've got to notice what they're doing. All right, you got to greet them as they arrive. I mean, I've I've been in some volunteer positions where where I felt like I was a ghost. You know, where from the moment I arrived and did my thing till I left, no one even knew I was there except the kids. Now, it's not about me, it didn't bother me. I've got a calling from God and so I was fine. So I don't misinterpret. I'm not complaining. But what I'm saying is there are volunteers that that makes a big difference to. And we could judge them or be critical of them, but that, that when we're missing the point, because we're gonna we're gonna lose them as a volunteer, because volunteers are also disciples in progress, and our role as a leader is not just to get people to do a job; it's also to disciple them on their spiritual pilgrimage and their journey as they grow as a follower of Christ and as a servant of Christ. And ultimately, we want them to get to the place where they don't care whether they're greeted or noticed. They're just loving on the kids. But you know what? We're ministering to volunteers as well as kids. And so we've got to notice them. We've got to greet them as they arrive. We've got to tell them what they're doing right. We've got to notice what they're doing right. Often all they hear is what they didn't do or what they should have done differently. You know, these volunteers are very aware of what they could have been doing or what got dropped, left half done, or what they're missing out on to volunteer. And while many are passionate about volunteering, most responded to an invitation and they were willing, but to stay, they need to know that the need for them remains and that they're noticed and appreciated. So your job here in the next few weeks 
is to retain your volunteers. It's to see what you can do, if you haven't already, to forge a relationship with these people. It's to walk up to them and shake their hand, put your arm around them, give them a hug, greet them. Don't mention next year, the summer, the fall. It's, it's to solidify, initiate, or deepen your relationship with them. It's, it's to encourage them. All right. It's, it's to ask them, how's the year gone? What can we do better? It's to show that their, their knowledge, their experience, their input is valuable. To you, It's to ask, how can we invest in you and this ministry better? It's to notice what they've done, comment on it, and let them know how important they are. Because you need to find out that the answer to that question, that blank, if they did blank, I'd probably do this again next year. You need to get the answer to that question. And, and don't assume. I remember being in a, in a situation once where I had mentioned to somebody, I probably wouldn't be able to do something next year because of something that was coming up. And then that something didn't materialize. And then later I heard from someone else, oh, we're really going to miss you next year. And I was like, well, I hadn't even, I had only mentioned to one person. And then it had gotten around that I wasn't going to be back next year. And I was like, well, that thing didn't even materialize. And then there was kind of this assumption that I wasn't going to be back. And I thought, well, they should just ask me. Not be assuming. And so don't assume. If you want someone, ask them and go after them and be bold about it. Because people want to be wanted. They want to be needed. They want to be invested in. And they want to know that you want them. And keep in mind, it's God's ministry. He's got the people you need. And he's working on them too. And be praying about the ministry. And then don't settle for people you don't want. Go after the best. The children's ministry is a super important ministry. I don't say it's the most important ministry because I think every ministry in the church is the most important ministry. And I think God's got great people for every ministry of the church. And he's uniquely gifted everybody for the ministry that's for them. The most important ministry of the church is the ministry that God has uniquely gifted you for. But I don't think we need to settle ever for anybody. We need to go after the best. So be praying about your ministry and go after the best person for whatever position you need folks for. But don't overlook the people you already have. Encourage them empower them, be excited about them, and let them know you don't want to lose them. You need them. They're as important now, and you're as excited about them now as you were the day that they volunteered. And turn your volunteers into recruiters, because people are more loyal horizontally to the people who were working with them, who recruited them, than they are to a vertical leader who recruited them. And that becomes a powerful glue. So turn your volunteers into recruiters and keep the ones you already have and you'll have so much less people and openings that you have to recruit for. So I'll be praying for you. Get on Kidology, get in the forums, ask your questions, dive into the resources there, and you're going to have a great end of the year, a super summer, and a powerful fall. Kidology.org is here to equip and encourage you in your ministry, and thank you for the privilege that you give me to be a part of what you're doing to impact the lives of kids for the kingdom. Thanks again for listening to Kid Men Talk. Don't forget you can help shape the show with your comments. 
your questions, your suggestions. Join in to the discussion linked at the bottom of the show notes about this podcast and things you do to retain volunteers. You can reach me via Carl at KidmanTalk.com or on Twitter at KidmanTalk. Until next time, this is Carl.